Hey everyone, this is Brian Ferguson. Fans of the AWA, you are in for a real treat. My friend, Joyce Postion, has just released her book titled, My Ringside Seat to the AWA. Joyce writes about her personal experiences with wrestlers such as Nick Bockwinkle, Lord Alfred Hayes, Baron Von Raschke, and others. Joyce also has published many photos from her collection that you will not see anywhere else. Order today by email at joyce.postion at gmail.com. Payment is through PayPal. The book is only $20 plus $6 shipping and handling. International orders, please email Joyce for shipping charge. Folks, run. Don't walk to your keyboard and order today. And enjoy the podcast. Welcome to another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today is a rising star on the independent pro wrestling circuit. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce Rex Amadeus. Rex, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me on, man. Looking forward. To, I've been looking forward to it. You know, I saw you uh, at Mid-States. Probably a year ago, maybe. I can't remember exactly when. And uh, you know, your trademark is your is your mustache. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I will say, uh, in the match you were in, I was uh, very impressed with your uh, not only your mic skills but your in ring skills as well. And. Uh, I want to talk about that here in a minute, but first, if we could, sir, I'd like to talk to you about where you're from and, and growing up and uh, if you went to college or anything like that. So let's just start off first with growing up. Where are you from, sir? Uh, I'm basically, I'm from the Kansas City, you know, Gladstone, basically. Okay. Uh, lived here pretty much all my life. Uh, went to high school up in North Kansas City, high school, the oldest school in the district about 100 years old when I was going there in 2013 graduated in 2013 um you know decent I wasn't not really a school guy you know just kind of yeah. my way through it got that done kind of just you know uh floated around for a little bit and then um when I ended up hooking up with um Niles Planquet at a journey show and basically, like, I saw him post on Twitter that him and Wyatt were going to start a school. And I just started kind of bugging him every time I saw him. And then eventually I just wore him down enough and he, he gave in and started training me. Um, he is the, like, basically the foundation of my training. Um, yeah. But where I really, like, I say kicked it into another level is when I hooked up with Moonshine Mantel. He, uh, me and him walk out outside of the outside of the ring and everything, and it really like upped my game. Mm -hmm. Like about four months before I made my debut, I was about 185 pounds. By the time I debuted in that October, I was like 210. Okay. Just so yeah, I put on a lot of weight since I started doing this. Yeah. Wow. I you know. Uh, I've talked to some other uh, guys that and, and females that have worked with Niles and I hear nothing but great things about his, uh, 
training programs, his, uh, his ability to get across to you what, uh, what you need to know. What, what, what was it like for you to train with Niles? Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about. The Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free digital bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News newsletter, association updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to thewfia.org, that's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org, and become a member today. Uh, it was a bit, like, it was very good at teaching me, like, the foundations of everything. Like, because of what he taught me, I'm pretty sure, like, I have a foundation in how to deal with pretty much any style I come across. Mm. Even, like, ones I'm not exactly used to, I could pretty much base myself to them when I needed to. Mm-hmm. He's very good at breaking down a move into like pieces and then we put make it make sense psychologically and technically and all that stuff he's got some of that old school in him because he's trained by sonny myers and probably racing and all that and derek stone mm-hmm. some old school guys but he's not like yeah. bogged down by like the negative stuff that's involved with that kind of stuff you know right okay but yeah yeah all right, so let me ask you this. How uh, were you a fan of wrestling while you were in high school or grade school and just said, I, I want to do this? Or how did that all come about? I, I mean, um, I've been a fan since I was uh, six uh, six years old. Okay. In 2002, when I saw Rey Mysterio debut on SmackDown against Chavo Guerrero, and I just was kind of flipping channels looking around. And I saw this dude in a bright red outfit that looked like Spider-Man flying around my screen. And I was immediately mesmerized Yeah. by watching that. So I kind of grew up in the ruthless aggression era. But my fandom kicked a new level, like, during, I'd say, about 15, 16. That's when I, like, I started getting into more indie stuff. But I wanted to be a wrestler since probably, like, I was in high school, you know, really started putting mm-hmm. in, but, you know, life got on the way and stuff. So it took a while for me to get to that point. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. But, um, so you've been doing this for what, about three or four years? How long have you been in the business? Um, this October, I would have been doing it for two years. Okay. So um, yeah, I'm like about a year and three, qu- three quarters right now. Okay. Well, that, and, I'll tell you, Rex, I'll be honest. I thought you did it longer because, and it seems like every mid-states wrestler that I've spoken to that I don't know how long they've been in the business, like uh, uh, there's a few other ones that names escape me right now, but they said, oh, I've only been doing this for a year or a year and a half. And you guys look like you've been doing it for you know three or four years and i attribute that obviously to niles but uh you know you've been at mid-states for a while uh what about working for the space cowboy what's that what's that like for you um working for the old space cowboy yeah 
One thing you never want to do is bring uh, ask him for some thin general sows. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he told you that story when he came in to you, but it's a good it's a good one. Yeah. With my my chain of messing with him like way back in when they first started booking him and stuff. So it's a it's a pretty good one. But um it's always super fun. Uh Springfield and Harrison, rather than not like only about an hour apart and it's the same promotion, yeah. the crowds are just different enough that like they they're unique in their own way and they're always super fun. Mm-hmm. Never have any issues with any of them. Um my favorite part, though, is, like, Springfield has a special place because there's, like, this three-year-old girl who is, like, terrified of me. Like, <laughs> when I come out to the ring, she will, like, literally, like, duck her face into her mom and will not look at the ring the whole time that I am out there. It is the funniest thing in me every time I see her. <laughs> well, that's because you're a heel there all the time. Oh, what? I'm pretty, sure I'm pretty nice, you know, I think. That is... Yeah, you're, you, but you're a heel there. You always you're either teaming with a a heel or you're you're wrestling a, a baby face. Uh, you know, I mean, you gotta. You know, I know you can't help it. That's the, the where the cards fall in the deck. But oh yeah, you know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm I love being a heel, man. I can't. This the is way more fun. Yeah. Yeah, everybody that I've talked to always they like being a heel because they get out of their normal personality and they can kind of you know get in there and ruffle feathers and 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 do all that kind of stuff. I I think that's pretty neat. I I, I really I I enjoy your guys' show. I will say this, Springfield. I mean, I've been watching. I've been at Mid States now for about two years. I've been following them pretty much either in Harrison or, or Springfield. I will say this, that every time I'm at a Springfield show, sold out. Every time. Sold out. People trying to get in there, and they can't. They, they're trying to get, buy a ticket at the night of the show. You oh, yeah. Forget it. When that streak started, right? When I started showing up. They've been <laughs> doing that since, yeah. Like literally, when they when I, my first Springfield show was like the first sellout, and then they sell out pretty much every time after that. I've been on pretty much every single Springfield show, and they don't, you know, if they had, you know, that you know would put me up there, though, they've been selling out because people know I'm going to be there every I time. Mean, I mean, I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. If if it's since you started, stars being there, I don't think it's a coincidence. Mm-mm, exactly. There's no such thing as coincidences, <laughs> just convergences. That's right. Let me ask you this. You've worked in other uh, promotions. Yes. So, who, what promotion besides Mid-States do you really think that you enjoy working for that just has, you know, that locker room good feel and, and the crowd feel? Where's another place that you really just enjoy working at? Did you ever wonder what could have been with the AWA had things gone differently? Had their fortunes gone differently? Had certain wrestlers not left and perhaps more money would have been at the disposal of the Ganyas? Well, wonder no further. You can go to Brad Drake's YouTube channel and experience the 1987 Supermod for yourself. As Brad Drake starts off in May 1987, 
along with Greg Gagne, Baron Von Rotschke, Vern Gagne himself, Nick Bockwinkle, Larry Zabisco, Kurt Hennig, and a slew of others as he plays and saves the AWA. Um, CSW, uh, Central States Wrestling in Kansas City. Um, okay. I'm friends with, I pretty much train and I'm friends with like pretty much everyone in that locker room. And, you know, it's ran by like Michael Strider, a guy I really look up to and respect in ring and everything, you know, outside and inside of the ring. And the crowd, every time I've been there, is super fun. Yeah. Um, and then you have like others, like Still to Maine up in Minnesota is a pretty fun promotion too. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just went to Texas earlier this year. They were a whole different crowd and they were, you know, fun too, you know. Thankfully, I've been with most crowds that, you know, they get energetic pretty easily, you know. It's, yeah. it's fun. So. That's interesting. Steel Domain. You're the second one I've heard about with Steel Domain um, up in Minnesota. Uh, I'm originally from uh, Wisconsin, about two hours uh, northeast of where Steel Domain is. And uh, I hear nothing but good things. I got to go catch one of those card sometime whenever I'm up there so let me ask you this yeah yeah let me ask you this uh who is a person either as an opponent or a tag team partner that you just have a lot of good chemistry with in the ring that you just enjoy really working with um but for opponents I have like two really that that stick out uh one is Kelsey Magnolia We've wrestled quite a few times, and each time we do, we add new things. We have, add new, like, pathways that can go depending on the crowd, if they react one way or they react another way. But we always have a lot of fun doing our matches. And it's not. And I got this, um, when we had our match at Honor Among Wrestling, we actually had them come up to us and say, you know, that wasn't what we thought, because most intergender matches, they don't, they don't really put a lot of oomph, you know, behind the moves, but... I hit her like I would any other dude, and she hits me just as probably harder than any other person she hit. And I look like that's my favorite type of stuff. Yeah. And then, but the other guy, person who I just click with on like every level, I think every time I get in this super fun is uh, Gary Roosevelt Graham down in Mid States. Okay. Yeah. Every time we get in there, it's just, we, I don't know, it just it feels like it doesn't, like, we'll go like 10 minutes and then like, Oh, it's only been ten minutes. We could have gone like another twenty, like on, like yeah. well, maybe not twenty, but like another. We we could have gone a while, and it's like always fun, and it's like everything just flows so easy, and it click, yeah. and we just click. Yeah, Gary Roosevelt Graham uh, had him on a few months back. Uh, just a heck of a guy, and uh, he's been been around for a while, and but he, he, I think him. Uh, Luke Langley, uh, those guys really, they can probably be in the ring with just about anybody and put on a great show and a great, a great, a great match. I, I, I truly believe that. Every match I've seen with them, I don't care who they're in the ring with. It's always a, it's always a great match. So both, both of those guys have amazing matches and both of them have helped me out. Like they've like kind of taken me under the wings in certain yeah. aspects helped me out a lot so yeah. i can't appreciate them enough you know yeah. yeah traveling you know when you go from uh you know kansas city springfield harrison 
Texas, Minnesota, uh, Illinois, probably, I'm sure. What uh, is that hard on you? I mean, I, I'm sure you have another, you know, you work doing something else uh, other than wrestling. So is that kind of hard, difficult for you to like, hey, I need this time off for this to go to this this weekend or how's that work out for you? Uh, it used to be a little annoying at my old job because I'd have to like know about it like weeks in advance and sometimes that just doesn't happen. Sometimes you just get the notice like that the next day before and like, hey, can you be up here, you know, five hours away on a split notice? And I'm like, I can't just take off though. Now my new job, I, I have weekends off and I can pretty much take off whenever I need to to do a show. Okay. And driving doesn't really bother me too much. Yeah. Like, even if I'm by myself, I can just, I just shoot through that stuff. I put on some podcasts and then I'm good to go. You put on bumps and thumps, right? Oh, yeah, totally, man. <laughs> I had to throw that in there, you know. All right. The, the big question I'm sure everybody wants to know about. Are you ready? Let me hit me. All right, the handlebar mustache. Give us the scoop on because you know when you're in the ring or when you're coming to the ring or you're outside the ring, you're always twisting your. Usually, I shouldn't say always twisting your your handlebars and flexing. What? How did you come up with the with that uh, trademark there? Well, the mustache kind of just came out of, a like, as I can grow facial hair pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So I just, like, in the middle of the pandemic, I'm like, you know what? Let's try a mustache and see how it looks. If I don't like it, I can shave it off, and it's whatever about it. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at him, and, you know, I kind of like it. And I'm like, let me grow it out a little bit, too. Yeah. And at first, it was just, like, lip up, and then it was still handlebars. But now I've grown, like, all the way down underneath it, so it goes even farther. Um, but it was basically just something I thought looked pretty interesting. And plus, I was getting really in the '80s stuff. And I was watching a lot of like Dutch Mantel and like there was like Ox yeah. Baker and like yeah, all these dudes with these like incredible facial hairs. And I'm like, you know what? I don't see a lot of people with mustache want mustaches or like mustaches that look like this. Yeah, and it sticks out enough that people were like. They, even when I'm like, just hanging around in the crowd, people will see me and like, oh, there he is. I can see his mustache. Yeah. It sticks out. It, it does stick out. And uh, you're right. Uh, you know, you think of Dutch Mantel. Uh, that's who I would think of right away. Uh, when I see you, I'm like, man, if he had a big cowboy hat and maybe a bullwhip or something, he could be... Uh, Dirty Rex. There, hey, I just named a name for you. There you go. Dirty Rex. I don't, I, I don't know if I can live up to the Dirty Dutch. <laughs> you don't have to live yeah. up. I'm just saying kind of take some gimmicks and, and make them your own. And I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I just, yeah, you just, yeah, you remind me of that. And there was one match. I remember I saw you in your chest was uh i think it was actually with gary if i remember right it was either gary or luke here in springfield it was a while ago but or it might have been harrison 
but you had beat red and actually had welts on your chest from that match. That was probably a Gary match because I have one. I haven't wrestled Luke yet. Okay, but uh, Gary, we had a we had a match in Harrison where we just you know the basically the point was to just beat the like the piss out of each other <laughs> and make it look like get as aggressive as possible with it. Yeah, you know, but that was the night we were doing like the the months of tapings every week, and okay. I had been like attacking people all night too. And I was, you know, I was diving in. I was like, I jumped in, right before that. I jumped in the ring to attack Jimmy Fiasco. And I was convinced the whole time I was going to try to nail myself in his face plant. But I was able to dive in to the so good that no one even saw me until I was already pounding on him. And then Gary, you know, stuck his nose in. And then we, you know. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Brian Ferguson, the host of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I want to tell you about a new podcast out called Fouls Count Anywhere. It is a classic pro wrestling podcast that brings you the legends of wrestling with true wrestling fans Chris DiCarlo and Charlie Turner. They bring on guests that are legends in this business as well as wrestlers of today, promoters, referees, you name it. They have them on there, folks. And I encourage you to listen to them. If you're on YouTube, watch them. They drop every Saturday. They have their podcast. They drop it in the afternoon. So look forward to that podcast coming out. Falls Count Anywhere podcast with Chris DiCarlo and Charlie Turner. Folks, you will not be disappointed. I guarantee it. And enjoy the podcast. Yeah, I remember that. And I just, I, I mean, I actually felt sorry for you because it just looked like it hurt. And I'm sure it hurt for a few days after. I mean, you don't have to admit it on here, I, you know. I've been hit by moonshine, and then once you've been shocked by moonshine, everyone else, you know, doesn't. It's it's kind of hard to top that. He already uh, he killed uh, those nervous cells, like when he whooped my butt in uh, in uh, Springfield. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I will say this: since I saw you uh, in Harrison, I mean, you've come a long ways. Uh, you you have. Uh, your in-ring ability, like I said earlier, uh, even if you get, I will say, get in other people's business, but if you just happen to be near ringside and you're helping your friend out or cohort, uh, you're much more, I want to, how do I say, uh, believable, and actually people get pretty upset with you. And uh, that means... You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Is that taken? Uh, how does that make you feel? I guess when you when you like, okay, I've, I've, you know, I've got these people upset or whatever. Does that make you feel like, yeah, I'm happy. I love it. Like I, I go by like the old school kind of like here. I want them to not like. I don't want them to think I'm cool. I don't care if you like me or anything. Like, mm-hmm. I go out of my, I like the old school where I want them to pretty much legitimately hate me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you know, I'm not, I might want to be a cool heel, but I, you know, yeah. I want to be a heel heel. You want to be a heel heel, yeah. So that's why that little girl doesn't like you. You're doing your job. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're doing a lot of heat. 
you're getting a lot of heat and it's working. So let me ask, hey, fashions or groups, whatever you want to call them. Are we going to see something with you and maybe some other in the future? Maybe with uh, with uh, Hanson or I see you guys come out. I mean, what's what's is there something in the future maybe with maybe getting a little group together? I, I, you know, I've been I've been working an angle. I've been trying to get these guys to you know realize they need, we all need to like group together and you know do some teams but like right now it's most i'm mainly focusing on like single stuff yeah but um i have some buddies that like tag team that like i want to tag team with and all that but mm -hmm. right now it's just kind of one-offs and all that okay because sometimes i mean i think maybe yourself hansen and maybe the astonishing one i think that'd be an interesting group Hmm, that would be a pretty good, but, you know, I don't think the ring could hold that much amazing in, like, one space. <laughs> yeah. You probably you have know, to have a manager to keep you all under a little bit of control there. You'd have to have, like, a, a guy that could, uh, you know, keep your guys' egos in check behind the closed curtain there and then when you come out you're all in sync in unison maybe something like that i don't know let's just no. spitballing here with you and throwing out ideas you know who knows but if i ever see that i'll say well they took my idea and they ran with it so there good you go <laughs> well hey i want to ask you one more thing and we'll let you go because i know you're a busy man you got some matches Tell us about what's coming up in the future for uh, for Mr. Rex here, Rex Amadeus. Well, I have uh, my next thing is August twelfth, Mid States on in Springfield. Uh, after that, I am having a match for Tri States Wrestling in Breckenridge, Missouri, against Jamie Wyatt for the U.S. Highweight Championship. Really looking forward to that match. Jamie Wyatt is a you know a legend in this area, so I'm looking forward to that big time. Yeah. Um. I have some show. I have a show in uh, on the thirtieth of September, right now. That you know, nothing has really been talked about yet. So I'm just going to have the date, and okay. then October. I have a couple other dates for Tri States Wrestling as well in uh, Gladstone. Okay. So that's what I got right now. Uh, but you know, I'm always looking for more stuff and more opportunities yeah. to prove how get, you know get yeah. better at wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a huge uh, improvement in, in your uh, in-ring ability. And so, you, yeah, I, I think you're doing very well. So kudos to you. Thank you. You bet. So we're going to leave it there, folks. One more time, Rex Amadeus. If you see him on the marquee, or on a poster on Facebook. Walk, I'm sorry, run, don't walk to your keyboard and get those tickets because I'm telling you, it's gonna be a show. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, whether it's with Mid-States, Tri-States, Steel Domain, uh, wherever. Uh, these guys, one, they're working their tails off 
to to put a quality program on for you and uh you know they could always use the support so ladies and gentlemen one time one more time rex Amadeus, thanks for coming on today sir and yes thanks twist the me. the twist the retrain arc must i couldn't do that i couldn't grow that out like that i'm not i am already of course i don't have any hair on top either so you know i mean it's i got that hey, you got too. plenty of hair too yeah i see it so all right rex hey thanks for coming on today really appreciate it folks if you're watching thank you if you're listening thank you and if you haven't subscribed please do so and we will talk to you soon <laughs> Super a star. Super a star.